making art Isn't it funny how hard it is to start Making money, making art But you're not alone In the unknown of making money, making art Hello, hello! Welcome back to Making Money, Making Art, the podcast where we have transparent conversations with artists about money and dive deep on all aspects of creativity. I'm your host, Kate, and today I am recording at about 7.40 at night, so I have some wine with me, some red wine. And I'm also going to be the guest today, or I don't have a guest today. Yes, it's just me. It's a solo show. (laughs) As this is a new podcast, I was thinking about maybe every fifth episode would be a solo show, a topic that I've come up with that I thought would be interesting to chat about regarding money and art, and again, all aspects of creativity. So today's episode is all about content, content creation versus art. If there's a difference between the two of them and kind of what that difference is, is it the medium with which it's presented? Is it content is posted online? Is it the intent of the artist or the creator? Is there any sort of distinguishing factor? And this was inspired uh, for me because I received my 1099 from Google with regards to my AdSense from my YouTube channel. And I thought we could kind of go over uh, all of my statistics, my revenue statistics for the entire year of 2021. Since I asked the artists that come onto this podcast for transparency, I figured that I needed to share as well. And that got me thinking, is my YouTube channel art? I guess is the question. <laughs> it is a medium with which I share my writing, my progress, and I do try to set up artistic shots sometimes. You know, I'm trying to make it look nice and presentable and something that's fun and entertaining to consume. But does that make it art? And on the other hand, you know, there are definitely YouTubers that I think are creating art with each video that I'm watching and I'm amazed. And I am using artistic skills to film my videos, to edit, to, you know, make the thumbnail or post online, you know. But for myself, I often find that my YouTube channel feels like content and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, part of this topic I thought would be interesting because I was like, oh, we can chat about why artists should also be making content. or why it's good in this day and age to be making content as well, to kind of add it to your artistic portfolio sort of thing. But then of course I spiraled. And so anyways, I would love to chat about this topic. I posed the question over to my uh, personal patrons, not the podcast uh, patrons, not the Kofi, but my Patreon. And I received some phenomenal answers. I don't know that I'm any more certain of my feelings, but it gave me even more to think about, which is always fun. So first I figured I would share some statistics, talk about the YouTube channel, talk about how artists sharing online and making content regarding their art sometimes makes them more money than the art itself, and then transition over into my ramblings. (laughs) So I have my YouTube channel analytics pulled up within YouTube Studio, which is the back end of YouTube for people who create videos and so that they're able to see, you know, their subscribers, they're able to upload content, answer comments, and look at their revenue. It's interesting because from January 1st to December 31st, 2021, according to my channel analytics, I made $11,018.23, but the 1099 that they sent me, I made $11,362.79. So I think it's interesting that they're ever so slightly off in their own calculations. As a general idea for an overview, I got 1.3 million views in that time. 
uh, the actual number is 1,322,236 views, which is phenomenal and very exciting and wonderful. Um, And I'm always just a touch giddy (laughs) um, about that. And it's also interesting because my top videos in the period are not necessarily the same that made me the most money. Sometimes that's because some videos are longer than others. So you're able to put more ads or YouTube will even uh, automatically put more ads in the video and you have to go back and uh, remove them. Sometimes it's the view duration. Um, If it's a shorter video, obviously not as much ad time, but also if it's a you know, long video, but people don't watch all the way through. They might not hit that second ad break necessarily. So on and so forth. Lots of different factors that feed into this amount. For those who have a YouTube channel, you'll understand some of these numbers off the bat, but my revenue per milli, my RPM, which is basically how much money I make per 1000 views was $8.33. And that is different than the playback based CPM, which is the cost per milli, which is basically what the advertisers are paying YouTube per 1000 views. So my CPM was $18.44, which to my knowledge, AuthorTube is maybe kind of smack dab in the middle of the YouTube communities and how much they make. For example, if you're a financial YouTuber, I don't know what that community is called, but they often make a really high CPM and RPM because credit card companies, banks, et cetera, will pay a lot to advertise. And then you also have something like ASMR, which can get frequently demonetized depending on how it's flagged, unfortunately, but also within the ASMR community, they're only putting videos in the front and back of the video. So they might have a 30 minute video where they're only making money based off of that first ad. Um, Most other people include mid-roll ads if it's a long enough video. So for looking at my top earning videos, I made $288.85 off of the I took Neil Gaiman's masterclass on storytelling video. The next one is I tried writing like Stephen King for a day, which is one of my most, it is my most popular video of all time. And it's something that I posted, I believe way back in March of 2019. So it just continues to make me money, which is one of the Um, amazing things about content. Oftentimes art will experience this too, though not all kinds of art, but this sort of content continues to generate money long since I have made the thing, posted the thing, shared the thing, etc. Your unpopular writing, publishing, and author opinions made me $193.08. That was a video that I had published that year in 2021. So you can kind of see that there's a jump from the 270s to the kind of 190, and then they're much closer in range from there on out. Some videos continue to make me like one cents, two cents a day, every day, which is, you know, phenomenal, amazing. Helps my uh, coffee addiction, helps buy me milk every two weeks because I go through it that fast. My biggest revenue months were June with $1,181.71. And that was the month I also got the most views or the most estimated monetary playbacks, as YouTube calls it, which is basically the phrase for views that don't have an ad blocker. Next was the September, October, November block, which got, I'd say, an average amount of views. um, But because of the NaNoWriMo time period and because it's kind of leading up to December, which is oftentimes a really big month for YouTubers, for advertisers in general, though not necessarily the other tube community, um, that was giving me more CPM. The CPM was higher. In fact, December was the highest CPM for me, which was $23.34 versus January, which was $14.13. So even though January had 
my third highest number of views for the month. It made me an average amount of money. It was not a standout month because that CPM was so much lower. The other ways you can make money on YouTube are through transactions, which is basically like a super chat or a super sticker while you're live. Some people have access to super thanks where people can thank them on individual videos in the form of a tip. You can also do memberships. So I kind of save all of that for Twitch personally and also for Patreon, but it's definitely something uh, that people could consider. Ways that people who are not in the authorship sphere but are artists could make money on YouTube. There is a huge art community. I know it's especially booming on TikTok, but people love videos about how art is made, especially visual art where you know, anyone, anyone in quotes uh, can appreciate it as compared with something like writing where it's a little bit harder to share snippets in the same manner. I think for me, the biggest part about YouTube that's been so phenomenal is finding a community. So it's kind of one of those where making money from it has been a a wonderful side effect of something that I was happy to do in the first place, much like how, you know, I'd love to make more money from my art, from my writing, but the actual writing and the creation of it itself is not done with the purpose of making money. So it's kind of an interesting thing where, you know, both content and art for me aren't necessarily done with the intent to make money, um, though they are done with a different intent on how I plan to share them. So that's a potential distinction for me. Taking a sip of my wine, it is delicious. A little bit of a break from the numbers. If you have any additional questions about making money off of YouTube, please feel free to message me on Instagram. Send me an email at katecavanaughwrites at gmail.com. Reach out to me on my website. However else, I am happy to answer any questions, but let's go ahead and move on after another sip of delicious wine into the topic that somewhat started this all content versus art. Now, when I shared this on my Patreon, I used the example of bookstagrammers. Um, I listened to a couple phenomenal podcasts where people were interviewing bookstagrammers about making money. So I will be sure to link them down below if this topic in general fascinates you like it does me. But the thing I noticed about bookstagram is that in order to really gain popularity, you know, it's, it's often about the aesthetics, the beautiful photography. Sometimes it's even about the witty descriptions, which is writing, which is art. <laughs> Um, or potentially content to communicate. Anyways, uh, that's what makes bookstagrammers popular. So there's a lot of skills involved in being a phenomenal bookstagrammer that are transferable in creating art as a whole. But to me, a lot of the point of being a bookstagrammer is still kind of um, a book review. And I often think of reviews as content. Uh, but then what if the review is really funny and really well-written and potentially really personal? You know, how close is that then to a collection of essays or a humorous autobiography? So I consider that to be art rather than content. Um, but I don't know if that's just because I can find those things in a bookstore or because I pay for them with money and not just my time in consuming them. And then I think about things like cookbooks. You know, a lot of artistry goes into the creation of the cookbook. Cooking or baking is both art and science. And then the continued testing and perfecting of the recipes, the elegant and enticing shots of the food, and then the actual layout and cover design. And yet I think of cookbooks more so as content, even though I also pay for them with money and not just my time in consuming them. <laughs> so this is how I basically spiraled. You can even take 
a specific skill set like writing, where I consider writing fiction to be pretty clearly art in my mind, but then I also think of journalism more so as content, even though they they're both storytelling in a lot of ways. So yes, this is this is the struggle. <laughs> and I wanted to share some of the responses that I got off of this. Um, and they were wonderful and paragraphs long and it made me so happy because other people were either as confused or had their own definitions and a lot of the definitions were different. Like Samantha Mayowet says, I've done some thinking on this in the past and I think art and content in some ways are actually synonymous at this point. Yes, as viewers, we want to consume, but even watching a YouTube gamer, there's often thought put into the setting or backdrop as well as the cuts while editing, which feels like art to me. In a lot of ways, it feels like content creators are artists in their own way. They're just working with a medium that hasn't existed as long as other art forms, writing, painting, charcoal, etc. Like, of course, film has existed for a long time at this point, but not in the way we consume it nowadays. There needs to be a certain level of artistry to be able to create something that holds our attention, whether it's the personality of the creator, stunning backdrops, or something else. Which Samantha said with such elegance and really hits on a sort of danger zone for me <laughs> when I feel like you talk about content versus art because it sometimes feels like you're passing judgment on individual creations. I think there's a lot of oftentimes sort of snobbery almost when you get to defining what art is. I do appreciate that Taz says, I tend to think of content as being for an established franchise, like fan artists or gaming streamers, which also includes real world events such as journalism. Content is covering a thing that exists. Art is producing the new thing. They then say there's a lot of gray area in there, but that's how I view the line between the two, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> and it kind of goes back to my conundrum with my own YouTube channel and my own videos that I'm creating. I do a lot of writing experiments, which is just creating an experiment from my brain, which is coming up with a new thing, but is often sort of covering a topic uh, more so than producing necessarily a new thing. It's, it's a tough line. Um, and obviously, you know, it's more important what I personally think of my art slash content um, than what anyone else thinks of it. But it's just kind of, it's just kind of interesting. Tara says, I see content as something intended to be consumed once versus something that can be revisited again and again. Content is the fast fashion and art, and art is the bespoke gown. Also, the level of understanding required for content versus art. Content is meant to be instantly understood and consumed versus art, which should hold up to examination and exploration. And that then goes kind of into the purpose of the message, right? So in my own journalism example, it would almost be considered part of content and that it's meant to communicate the message clearly, right? So I guess basically it's how you utilize the skills and then it goes into the intent of the creator. So if creator is kind of an all-encompassing term for both content creator and artist, someone can both be an artist and a content creator at the same time. Sydney C makes a really interesting point saying, I don't really consider quality effort or audience to be benchmarks for content versus art. I think more so that the purpose behind everything really dictates what it will be. But then there's the problem with, did this person truly intend for this to be art versus content? Uh, and Sydney says, don't mind me just taking an art history course and we just and we covered prehistorical art, um, which gets into a whole fascinating topic about how we look back on art and content. Anyways, uh, I will also not... <laughs> 
go down that rabbit hole too. Nicole says, I think art and content is synonymous. The definition of art is vast, but at the end of the day, whether created for consumption, to communicate or review, to educate a recipe, or simply to express emotion, it can be art. I think sometimes people try to separate art from content to ensure art has a level of prestige. And I personally find that a bit ridiculous slash exclusionary. Layton brings up the definition of content, which is information made available by a website or other electronic medium, which is kind of hearkening back to Samantha's point about content creators or artists in their own way. It's just a very new form of thinking about art um, in this digital age. Layton, in fact, continues with what I think may potentially be the closest to my opinion, which is, so if art is made available online, I don't think it stops being art, but it does also become content. So that's the example of the digital artists on TikTok, where they are making the art, um, but they're also producing a video about how they made the art. So the art itself is art. The video is art and the, you know, tutorial is art. Like all aspects of it are art, but also it's content. <laughs> Layton also gives a really good example of saying, I'd say even mass produced items are art in a way, but like art with less soul. After all, what's the difference between a metal folding chair and an ornate hand carved chair functionality wise? None. Both had to be designed and made in some way, but the difference is in the why and how of it. Same with an artsy skyscraper versus bourbon home. Both had to be designed by an architect. Both had to be built. I'd argue they're both art, but most people would probably consider a skyscraper that looks like a sculpture to be art while disregarding a plain old beige house because one was trying to be unique while the other was serving a purpose. Which, on topic of my own YouTube videos and making money off of them, is a goal that I had early in 2021 was to make my YouTube videos more aesthetic. And I'm using aesthetic with all of the sparkles. <laughs> I wanted to view it more as art than as content. Um, I think that was the earliest version of this whole debate in my mind was thinking that I wasn't creating something that was artistic enough when I was making YouTube videos. And I think it's perfectly okay for my YouTube videos to be the plain old beige house in this example and my novel writing, my short story writing to be the skyscraper slash sculpture. You know, I feel like I'm I'm sharing and communicating and doing a lot with both of them. I'm definitely trying to get messages across in both my writing and in my video creation. It's just for different audiences and different methods of of discussing it. One might be more function than fashion, but they're both art. They're both a thing that I created from nothing, from my own brain. So maybe I've talked myself into it. <laughs> All of it is art. <laughs> I want to go over a few more comments that I received, which is one from Candace Floyd. My day job is literally content strategist, so I spend a lot of time thinking about con what content is, including how it does or doesn't contrast to art. One of the things I used to tell my team when I worked in an agency is that content serves a purpose. It needs to do something to justify its existence, drive sales, engagement, views, etc. And if it doesn't do that, it's art, meaning it exists for its own sake. I definitely think there's some overlay. Some commercials are basically short films that would be shown in an art house theater if they weren't promoting a product. A beautifully shot picture of your vacation can be art because taking it brought you pleasure and it can be content if you post it to social media where you hope it will get a lot of likes. A lot of Andy Warhol's career is basically content, product labels like Campbell's Soup, as art. 
I also think content requires an audience, real or intended, to consume it, whereas I don't feel the same about art. You can make it entirely for yourself, tuck it away in a drawer, let it be lost to the ages, sink it at the bottom of the ocean, and it would still be art. But if you create a design to write or write a tweet that no one else ever sees, it's not really content, which it's like, what a great, what a banger of a comment. <laughs> I absolutely agree that art can be made for yourself and never be seen by anyone else. But it does often feel like for art to then transfer to content, there needs to be another person viewing it, which begs the question of like, is a museum, you know, it houses so much art, um, but the museum itself might not be art, right? It could be just the channel for the content. <laughs> Heather Rose also sort of agrees with this saying, is art still art if it's not shared? Yes. Is content still content if it's not? I'm not entirely sure. Does the reach of a piece of content make it content or is it just the intention behind it? What does that make the media that you share amongst your friends? Is that content just intended for a very specific audience? I don't really have any answers for this, just more questions. It gets into the whole debate on if social media has made every individual person a content creator. And I'm of the opinion that it has. I have you know, a love-hate relationship with social media as I find that it is necessary for my job and the way that I make my money now. But I do think that it makes every person potentially a content creator. This also begs the question of like, um, my partner's and his friends share a lot of memes that they create. Um, and that's definitely a a twist on a thing or they're just making stuff to roast one another and is is that art is it content because it's absolutely meant to be shared and meant to communicate a very clear message of attack <laughs> naomi says i feel like content becomes art when the creator intends it that way did they think of it as an expression of their creativity when making it i feel like one bookstagrammer who posts mostly to share their thoughts create for an audience might be making content while a very similar bookstagrammer might use similar posts to express themselves artistically in which case it would be art which could go back to my personal desire to make my videos more artistic and make them feel more like art versus before when I was thinking of them as content. Brianna brings up a really interesting point saying, when we look at the average consumer's public perceptions of art, we think of illustrators, painters, sculptors, because the word art is often associated with a visible format. However, writing is often considered a form of art only when it's critically acclaimed and successful. Uh, tangent aside, it's funny that content creators often aren't seen as artists because most of the time their work is not associated with the preconceived notions of art. So what is the difference between content and art? Honestly, in my opinion, nothing. And Brianna is really getting at my my fear when I'm asking this kind of question of casting some art to the side in this discussion. And as a writer, I, I completely agree um, that even I sometimes immediately think of art being the paintings, the visual media versus, you know, all kinds of other art. I obviously think of music as art, but the visual impact of it is often what comes to mind first. Um, even though, yeah, again, music is so art. Um, I wish I was at the point where I thought of all of the things as art. And I think I'm slowly getting there. Questions like these are the, the kind of thing that builds my own concept and idea of art. And you would think as a writer, I would have a more expansive idea of art, more <laughs> uh, more immediately expansive idea of art. Um, but one of my favorite quotes, which I will proceed to butcher, talks about how it's not your first thought that matters. It's your second thought. Um, the first thought is kind of what's been trained into you. And it's your second thought that goes, stop, wait, 
no, it's this, this, and this, or no, I don't really think that I believe this that is important. And, you know, the writing being art is my second thought. And I wish it was my first, but it will get there. It will get there eventually. I think a large part of this could also be like, I find poetry sometimes to be more art than uh, a writing a novel is. And again, wish that was not the case. Second thought does not agree, but first thought immediately, like poets are clearly artists. <laughs> Finally, I want to end off with Beth's comment, which is the two can go hand in hand. I'm a graphic designer and in my job, I Photoshop a lot of aesthetic lifestyle images to be used in product flyers. For me, it's being creative slash artistic while creating a piece of content. Similarly, if you look at other forms of graphic design, like posters from Hatch Show Print, they are works of printmaking art while being content. Perhaps art is the piece itself and content is how it's being used. Shakespeare's works are art, but when they're studied, they become content. And again that's like a, a mic drop moment but i think that is the end of my spiral hopefully i helped you come to a semi-conclusion or maybe i expanded your own thoughts about art versus content a little bit my mind is still swirling all over it uh swirling along with the wine <laughs> but i so enjoyed this topic and if you're as interested in me if you also have some thoughts please let me know please find me at Kate Kavanaugh writes on YouTube, Twitch, or Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. You can also find me at my website, readwriterome.blog. And if you would like to support this podcast or recommend a guest, you can go to Kofi, that's ko-fi.com slash making money, making art. And finally, the music for making money, making art was created by the amazingly talented and skilled Maya Vidal. And I will see you all next week. Happy creating. Making money, making art. Funny how hard it is to start Making money, making art